Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Hope for today. Hope for today is the podcast where we seek for a sure hope. Hope is found in God, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and in the scriptures. The Bible says in Romans 15 and verse 4, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. If God promises we might have patience and comfort of hope through the scriptures, then we need to learn them. And we need to learn exactly what the scriptures say. Welcome to this episode. We are learning the scriptures to actively fight against anxiety about the future, depression, suicidal feelings. By God's grace, we reject selfish and sinful living because it is empty, meaningless, and harmful. It displeases God, therefore makes me miserable. We find in the scriptures our true purpose for living, which is to know God by faith in Jesus Christ for our salvation, and to live by the faith which he describes in his word. We find in the scriptures a reliable source of truth for today, hope for today, and grace for today. If you really want hope, we need to learn the scriptures. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at SparrowBaptistToronto at gmail.com. SparrowBaptistToronto at gmail.com. Have you ever had anyone imitate you? Now, I have two children. Savannah is nine. Marcus is seven. We have had them, uh, meaning we, meaning my wife and I, have had the children imitate us many, many times. Sometimes it's adorable. You catch them pretending to act like you, uh, and it warms your heart. Other times it can actually be uh, a little bit of a... Uh, a moment of conviction because they are imitating the parts of you that you perhaps wish that they were not. Maybe they imitate your anger or they imitate uh, sharp words. And so imitation can really kind of have, um, it's almost like a mirror. You can see yourself. We're going to see that in Ephesians 5. We'll read the first two verses. It says, be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. We must remember that Christ saved us. This salvation not only changed our eternal destination, it also changes our way of thinking. In changing our way of thinking, he also changes our daily choices, which changes our lifestyle. For the next couple of episodes, we're going to be studying the walk of the Christian. Well, it begins with imitation, right? So that's what the word means when it says, be ye therefore followers of God. It means to be imitators of God. Now, in context, remember in the original um, text or the original scriptures when they were written, there weren't chapter breakdowns or verses that came later so that we can find verses much more easily. So in the original script, this was just one big long letter written to the Ephesians and there were natural breaks or paragraph breaks. But 
For us, it's chapter 432. In the original, it would have just been the preceding uh, sentence. So in verse, the verse we just read, be therefore followers of God, in what way? Okay. It's not just a one standalone sentence or thought. The preceding verse tells us specifically from this passage how we should be imitators of God. We should imitate this. It says, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So to imitate means to follow in manners or to copy in form, right? That's what Webster's 1828 dictionary says. Imitating God builds our hope because we're pleasing God. We actually have behavior that pleases the Lord. There are many deep insecurities, frustrations, and uh, dangers in imitating sinful people, even good people. Uh, And so when we find ourselves imitating the world, or we find ourselves imitating the attitudes that we find on uh, TV shows or movies or influencers on social media, it causes us to feel empty. It causes us to feel even more worthless. We're trying to achieve some kind of feeling by imitating them that perhaps we project that they actually are feeling validated because they have so many followers or so many people are watching them or whatever it may be. It's as almost like we're trying to replicate their behavior by replicating some kind of validation we sense that they have. Here's the thing. When we imitate God, there is a deep sense of satisfaction and fulfillment because we are pleasing God. God gives us hope. God gives us peace. And God gives us joy when we follow him and imitate him. Now, it describes the kind of behavior that we should be imitating the kindness, the forgiveness uh, in chapter 4, verse 32. We touched on that. But the next thing that we see is we imitate uh, we imitate God's forgiveness, yes, but then we also imitate the love of Christ, as it says in verse 2, and walk in love. So we're imitating the forgiveness God has towards us. That's the reason for us to be forgivers is because we're following God. We're imitating God, not imitation as in, that's not really who I am. I'm just acting it out. No, 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 no. We know that's not true because if we go further into Ephesians chapter four, we've also, we've already learned uh, that imitating God goes deeper than that. It's actually walking in the spirit. So in chapter four, it talks about the church and how Uh, The local visible church is incredibly important to God. We find our place in the local church if we use our spiritual gifts there, if we follow the instruction and instructors God has given us there, if we walk according to the new man, the new nature that God has given us, and we seek not to grieve the Holy Spirit, we are actually acting out our true selves. 
when we seek to imitate God, we are connecting with the divine nature that God has given us the moment we trusted Christ as our Savior. Remember in John chapter 3, it describes Jesus said to uh, this very religious man named Nicodemus, ye must be born again. God is not interested in you becoming a better you. God is interested in us being saved, being born again, and being given a new set of heavenly desires. This new nature. The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So doctrinally, we know that, yes, we're still in our body. We still have the old desires. But because we've accepted Christ as our Savior, he's given us a new set of desires. We've been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever, right? So when I'm imitating God, I'm actually acting out my my true self. I'm acting out the part of me that's going to be in heaven. I'm acting out the divine nature that has been gifted to me the moment of salvation. So we're not pretending that we're spiritual. We're not pretending, right? No, we're actually we're actually following who we truly are. And that has a deep sense of satisfaction. A deep sense of satisfaction. Because I'm not pretending. Imitating God is to imitate his forgiveness. Imitating God is to imitate his love. Following God is to follow his love. It says, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. Now, this is a doctrinally rich verse here. Let's break it down. It says, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. Now, it's very important When we think about love, and this is going to be, for the sake of time, this is going to be a two-part explanation of verse 2, because it says in verse 3, this is interesting, verse 2, and walk in love, verse 3, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. And it goes down there and begins to even list out even more Sins. So imitating God and following God is to reject the old nature, not walking in sin, but walking in love, and walking in love to God and walking in love to others. This is the example that God has for us to follow. This is what we need to strive by God's grace, meaning not through our self-determination, But with God's help, we need to connect with that new nature, our true self inside of us, and we need to imitate God's forgiveness towards others, his tenderheartedness towards others, and his love, which means we are going to reject the sinful behaviors that perhaps we have practiced in the past, or also just the desires that reside in our natural, um, in our fallen body, right? In our sinful body. Following God brings us, gives us great hope because 
we are fought, we are acting out that new nature. And as we follow God in obedience and we're willing to imitate him in certain situations, I wonder what would be different in your marriage if by, with God's help, you would imitate God. I wonder what would be different in your relationship. Guys, Thanksgiving in the U.S. is coming up. We've already had Canadian Thanksgiving. To be honest with you, I prefer the timing of Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, but for uh, our American listeners, we need God's help to imitate God's love and forgiveness when we are meeting with some people during the holiday season that may be difficult to be with. We don't need to imitate our old self. We need to imitate the new nature. We need to imitate God. We need to be followers of God. If we're going to be followers of God, we're going to have to depend on him. We're going to have to depend on him for help. If God says in his word, be followers, that means you can be. He never tells us to do something that we can't do with his help. Guys, thanks so much for listening for today. I pray that uh, our friends in the States have a great Thanksgiving. And um, once again, if you have any questions or you want to start a conversation, please feel free to reach out to us. SparrowBaptistToronto at gmail.com. Guys, have a great day.